Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 210 for November 20th, 2019. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is the stunning Bill Lutz. And also Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spores, Joshua Alexander, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What? Um, there's yeah. there's no S on Kling Spore. Unless you're saying possessively, like Kling Spores. Apostrophe, but it's just I feel, Kling Spore. I feel a little possessive of Mike. I do. I, mm-hmm. I feel like... I think of it um, kind of like a, like a term of endearment, like Utes. You know? Kling Spores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will Utes, edit that though. The Utes of oh. today. That's right. Okay. And I, I okay. wanted to point okay, out boomer. too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's not a question anymore. Um, they have said too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, I yeah. think we're there. Yeah. Months ago. Yeah. Months ago. What are we working on? Let's go with Bill Lutz. I am still playing with that ceramic bodied guitar. I had to order some new parts. Um, the the thickness of the wall where the, the jack would go and Heidi actually made a hole for the jack to go so that's great quarter inch jack um, but it's really thick so the jacks that I have won't stick out far enough for me to get a screw on it to tighten it up so I had to order um, a, like a tailpiece the tailpiece oh, yep. jack yeah anyway so that I'm, I'm working on that and uh, I'll be doing a little bit more work on that and uh, work's been a little bit busy so yeah, that's that's fun though. I'm just doing a little bit here and there, piddling on it. How about how about uh, somebody else? Who's who's working? Timothy, on what's happening? I am I'm working on logging into our website because someone changed the password. It's good practice to I, reset I, the password every now and again. Security, you know. Also, yeah, I, for our pod because that's that's the number one site to get hacked. I'm sure is our our website. I'd appreciate if you well, took web security a little bit. More seriously, please. Thank you. Well, while he's being I'm, serious I'm sorry, about web sir. security, I'll tell you what he was working on. He he. What was that? What was I working on? You were working on that amazing skateboard guitar with the. Uh, I I saw that video and uh, the one with your buddy playing it, and the guy when he first starts playing, it sounds like a very familiar song at first, and then it's not. It's just him riffing. I'm sure. He's just riffing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, he he was doing a lot of classic kind of guitar riffs, so yeah, a lot of them sound there, familiar. You know? he's, when it first started, I'm like, I know this. I know that noise. And then yeah. it's like, okay, I don't. No, nah, no. Nah, he was just just pulling out some chops, like you know, just he, he was basically just noodling, you know. And then uh, and then he got done. He's like, all right, you ready? I was like, I just recorded all that. <laughs> not to be confused <laughs> so. with the Southern State catfishing. Southern yes, State. Not, why is it localized to the Southern States? Because every Discovery Channel thing I've watched on it, they have southern accents. Hmm. I've never seen anybody do that up here. Maybe they do, but I wouldn't. Do they do noodle it. in Canada, Phil? 
I'm sure there's catfishing going on here too. I don't know. Yeah, but noodling is very specific where they actually fish by going underwater, reaching their hand into a like a crevice and pulling the catfish out by hand. It's oh, not like we're talking about two different bowl. things. They, they use their fingers as bait, so they wiggle right. their fingers so they, they look like worms. They wiggle their fingers, the catfish bites onto their arm, they grab hold of the gills from they the They grab inside. their jaw and pull them out. Right, yeah. right. I was talking about is, the scam of oh, someone pretending to be a woman and then stealing your money. Right. Oh, yeah. We So what do they do in Canada? Go ahead. Elaborate. They, they do that They do that, too. They just do that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they do? We just call it uh, moosing. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 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 old, we call that the moose knuckle. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Seinfeld episode, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know, but it was Probably. spectacular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think there's anything wrong asking, with that. Elaine was asking Jerry to talk to Putty about teaching him how to do it. Right. Right. Putty. <laughs> so that would be East Coast noodling. Hey, do, do you guys get random calls from weird countries all over the world? There's this huge yes. scam going on. I get called from Albania. I just got a call from Greece. And they call you once and they hang up in the hopes that you dial back the number. And then it's basically like a 900 number, and then they just bill you for exorbitant amounts of money. So if anybody oh, no. that happens to anybody, don't ever call the number back. But it's been happening to me like crazy recently. I get, I thought, I get it was, calls. I thought it was John made it calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on his trips around the globe. <laughs> so I'll like, get. Good, I miss you. I'll get phone calls from like all across the country and some out of the country, and all it is is like uh, crickets in the background. I yeah, mean, nothing, because they want you to call the number back. So don't call it back. Oh yeah, I don't call them back. Okay, good. Sorry, Tim, what are you working on? Is that that plywood guitar thing with the guy? I I don't even call you guys back. (laughs) That's true. My numbers, I don't know. Um, No, so the skateboard guitar I actually have not been working on. I finished that up a week or so ago. Um, I have some non-guitar-related things. Oh, thank God. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) I, I was last week I was talking about I'm finishing up my my seventh annual boycott Black Friday support plaid Friday video um, so I was working on that a little bit it's pretty much done there it's like a f- you know a project with like free downloads where people can copy it kind of a mm-hmm. thing that I do every year be honest um, sorry to interrupt you were the most popular guy in high school correct oh my god yeah I was everybody loved me okay just yeah. Why, why do you why do you want to bring up these because memories? black friday is awesome if you are already looking to buy something it's a good time to buy it if you're going to needlessly buy then i agree with you and boycott here it. here it begins we we knew this was coming earlier in the in the pre-show and uh it's happening so phil i want you to get it out go ahead i'm just saying <laughs> i i have a tv that's on the fritz so i know that i need mm-hmm. to replace it so we're waiting a couple of weeks until Black Friday, and it's a good time to pick it up. But if sure, so you're gonna go, you're gonna go beat up your friends and neighbors in line at Walmart for that. Yeah, you know, what's yeah. I mean, yeah, you know me real well. It's, it's... You know me real well, Tim. No, what Why I'm gonna you come do over here is, is, I'm, <laughs> is I'm going to Amazon, and they're gonna just bring it to my house. Right, right. So one of, one, one of the one of the new guys I hired at work, um, he doesn't live here in the Bay Area. He lives outside and he commutes for ungodly amounts of time to get here. But he's got a good job now, and so he just had his third baby. All of this to say that his TV, his thirty-two inch TV, oh is finally on the fritz, and he's got a good job now. So he's excited about Black Friday, about buying a new TV. Exactly what you're saying, Phil. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, you know, do Cyber Mondays. I know my wife likes to shop, and I'm like, how can you stand? The crowds, and he says, Bill, 
not every place is where you live. Sometimes Black Friday just means it's a little busier than normal, but it's not what you see on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm also like, oh. not what it was like 10, 15 years ago. I remember like Boxing Day and Black Friday is like literally at Best Buy or – did you guys ever have yeah. Future Shop? You didn't have Future Shop, did you? No. Okay, that was a place Cyber, Cyber Monday, I think, took a lot of the stress off of the Black Friday. Yeah, well, just the whole – the the whole thing, but it's it's all still a symptom of this sort of rampant consumerism, and I agree with you. Take advantage of every sale when you can. Right. But I I you know this sure. So, what I object to is this just this needless shopping that people do, and and like I kind of like the the project that I did this year was like sort of like that project for, you know like. You got to get someone for Susan at the office, and you don't really know Susan that well, but you have to get her a gift. You don't know what she wants, so you buy. Like, we all buy those gifts. Yeah, freaking Susan. We all buy those gifts, you know, and we get those gifts every year. Like, oh, it's like it's like the, the freaking fruitcake of the. Made. I already know what you made. Paper Yeah, slippers. well, we talked about it. No, he made, he printed out a bunch of self portraits on hollow code doors, uh, little, like, coaster size things. Pick, no, the dartboard size. I mean, dartboard size. Give, give, give Susan yeah. a Tim Sway face poster. Coaster. Right. Face coaster. And if space I know coaster. Susan, and I do, that's what she's been hankering for. <laughs> but, you know, that that was sort of my, my point with this one was, like, when we have those, you know, those, like, kind of people, like, you, you know, it's like, oh, I'll buy them some socks. I'll buy them some gloves. And you don't really know what, like, just, I personally, I think you don't even bother. Like, just don't, don't give I, I elected out of the holiday but, gift exchange garbage at work. Uh, a few yeah. years ago now I just I'm like you know what I don't I don't want a personal life at work I don't I don't we don't right but if but if you what I always do okay depending on the person they either get a Dunkin Donuts gift card or they get a Starbucks gift card who doesn't like coffee well that really says I care about you Susan like that, that it generic. says I know that you like a half calf half vanilla soy latte Okay, and I care about you not being cranky in the morning. Enjoy this piece of plastic that is recyclable. I bet you feel bad I'm about not yourself convinced. right now. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, oh yeah, no, you just you just changed my mind on consumerism. You're right. The important That's thing it. is to cars for everyone. So. <laughs> you with a man of your talents, and you're going to give Susan a gift card instead of making something from the heart. It's funny that you say that because uh, last year for the uh, Secret Santa, what I did was I, I made – I had I knew who I had, obviously. I'm the one who knows the gift I'm giving and to whom I'm giving it to. The other person doesn't know who, who's giving the gift, who they're getting it from. And uh, I know that she happens to be a big fan of uh, – uh, I, I guess everybody is, but her specifically likes those bath time, you know, a glass of wine and reading a book or whatever. So I made her one of those bath caddies like that sort of piece of wood that has a slot for a wine glass and like tea holders and all that stuff and so I, I made her one of those so the hard limit was 20 bucks and I think I spent two because it was all scrap wood so I do I do nice things Timothy is where I'm going with that uh, all right whatever so whatever helps you, you sleep you, you said <laughs> well, something ambience. about the gift card for Starbucks and then <laughs> you were making a joke about the little drink that you make and that reminded me of of this fantasy I have I was wearing headphones. I was, you know, that song is like, um, I'm a loser, baby. Why don't back. you kill me? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but instead, I walk in and say, I want a soy latte extra shot in a tall cup with extra foam, baby. Right? Because, man, Casey must find terrible. that really funny. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bill, do me a favor. Just check your headphone there. Speaking of headphones, it's behind my back. It's, 
I just want to make sure because I saw the cable. He taped there. it okay. to his neck hair. It's fine. Um, I don't actually but have the, neck hair. But I nice. had one. I have plenty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just shaved it, so it's gone. Um, I had one other thing to mention is that speaking of plastic crap, I've been printing plastic crap. On my, <laughs> you know, you are something on my, else. On my 3D printer, I'm using PLA plastic, which is you know plant based, which is at least a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been I've been learning, I've been diving into this 3D printer and learning a little bit about how to use it. Um, the idea is, of course, to use it for good, not evil, and, and looking into some recyclable plastic and stuff, which it's sketchy. I mean, the footprint to make it is probably worse than recycling it, you know. But, um, but you know, the PLA stuff, at least I don't feel too guilty about using that. Um, but so I, I was printing some, um, I made, you know, first, the first thing you do when you get a 3D printer is you go to Thingiverse, right? And you, you download and print stuff. And so, I, you know, I, but I did, that was like, we did like three or four things like that, just like little things. And I was like, okay, now. I get it, so now it's time to start making stuff. So I started modeling. I made um, a couple little guitar knobs that I wanted to do that weren't round, and the first one failed, and the second one's perfect. So I was like pretty excited about that. I made like a pick guard, which is, I mean, like a total waste, but I wanted to do it for the experiment and for an upcoming video. Um, and then uh, this is something I've been wanting to work on. I, I was trying to print one out, but my I need to clean my nozzle on it. It's all gunked up, so it didn't print good. Um, uh, this is something since I invented the square I wanted to make this and I made one and it's almost perfect and I was going to print out the second one today but it was like kind of a bad print and I didn't have time because now we're doing this but um, it, the the only thing that's like that bums me out about the square is that it doesn't have the lip like a regular carpenter square right hmm. so when you want to go do a 90 there's no lip and so I've had this and I, I was messing around making them before of this this idea of something that clips onto it so you can then use it with a, with an edge and um, so I was trying to CNC stuff, but it was like so small and so finite, it wasn't really working. Um, and it was like just sort of a bummer. And then it just all of a sudden hit me yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I have a 3D printer now. I could print this. And so in a matter of minutes, I was able to make this model and print it. And I just had to adjust the, the measurements a little bit. But so I'm making this, this thing. And what it does is it utilizes two of the holes on the square to make it stay in line. Uh, and then details. it goes up against the edge. So you hold it with your thumb put it against the board and you slide it on now it's a carpenter square as well the one thing that's always missing and it just pulls right off and so then i modeled a little hole into it so you can hang it on the same nail and what's so great about this now is that um i'm not gonna i mean it, it takes about an hour to print right so it's not like i'm gonna make them to sell them open source everybody who has a square that wants one they can just go once i have it up there it's not done yet they can just go to the the website download it and if they don't have a 3d printer then go to their public library right and print one there um, it's only an hour. You just go, you know, just hang out in the read a book for an hour and come back. I'll be done. Whatever. Like they can make these, and so that that's like the one of the things that really excites me about this tech. And like my boycott Black Friday thing, where I'm I'm giving out plans and, <coughs> and software files and stuff um, to be able to do that. And and I, I just that just gets me excited. That's why I've been deep diving into um, this tech is just for things like that. So now I don't have to make it and ship it. People can make it there, you know. But can you ship me one um, because this makes the tool actually useful now? Do you? Um, <laughs> how much would I just send you for that? Well, okay, so it's. <laughs> okay. I hate all of them. <laughs> hey, 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 before you get mad at Phil, um, yeah. When I saw the pick guard, seriously, one of the first things I thought was that what an easy way for you, if you wanted to, to customize a guitar. You sell a guitar to somebody, a selling point could be, and I can put your name on it, and you can like put their signature printed out on that pick guard or customize it somehow with their name or as well, a Well, I'm gift. already doing that. I'm already doing that with the laser and whatnot anyways, honestly, uh, into the wood itself of the guitar, you know. Oh. Yeah, but um, the pick guard, which, you can make a bunch of guitars and just and then just print up a print pick guard. Oh, right. Up. 
Well, you know, you could be at the guitar show. You could have the 3D printer there and just be like, oh, here, sign this pad. Come back in an hour. You know, that, that, yeah. the pick card took a long time to print. That was like a 10 hour. But print, that, the so. thing I feel like is you're probably missing an opportunity is, and maybe you've thought of it, maybe you haven't, is, is using the 3D printed pick guard as a positive mold or to create a mold for more interesting pick guards like resin infused with different colors and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's one of the goals. Instead of uh, printing plastic, is they actually make a silicone-based filament, yeah. so you can make molds. Um, oh, so you, you don't just, need to. You know, so now, you can just put this into a mold. Right, but I don't even have to do that. Like I could actually print the mold. I just make the inverse of the object. I can print a silicone mold, and then I can yeah. pour stuff into it. Um, do they that have ever be now a you're not printer filament? What's that? Bill, you do they have? Two of you. Do they have silicone filament? Yeah, they have a silicone-like filament. It has silicone in it, I guess. And so this is something that people are doing already. It's oh, already okay. out there. Um, I, I just haven't used it yet. It's, it's a little expensive, and I'm just using the PLA that I have right now to learn how to use it before I start spending, like, hundreds of dollars on stuff. There's even carbon fiber, I guess, you can run through this thing. I have one of the filaments is basically MDF. It's, like, PLA mixed with wood dust. Huh. Uh, wow. So it prints looking like wood. I haven't tried it yet, but, like, he just gave me a couple rolls of stuff with the machine. So it's it's, you know, it's interesting, and... Uh, just you have to they're a little finicky about making sure that you have that board the level you know have it perfectly leveled and you got to make sure that everything's running you know, like smooth and the right temperatures and stuff but it's not too too complicated mm -hmm. um, you got you know keeping it clean and stuff it's but it's it's interesting I just I love that idea of like um, of designing something and with the CNC I mean I'm already doing it with like myself with Vectric you know I design something and people go make it but there's something about this where it's like that additive Yes. So it's almost just like I imagine something and you can print it in your house. Like that just that just is awesome. You know. Oh, you said at the guitar show instead of a pick guard, you can actually say, "Hey, give me your initials," and you can print them a, a pick to go with the guitar they just bought. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I could. There's all sorts of things I could do, Bill. <laughs> Many things. I don't see. I don't see how the 3D printer is a money maker in that way because it is so. It does take so not, long. Not a money maker. I'm. I'm saying, what can you use yeah. to like? I, I think Phil's uh, preaching about this for like Etsy really got into my head. One of the niches that you can do with something is to customize it. If you make it personal for somebody, they want to buy something mm. from you. That's really the laser. I got to tell you, the 3D printer is really yeah. for like prototyping and for. Yeah. Um, you know, and doing things that subtractive manufacturing can't. Because with a 3D printer, you can almost, it's almost the equivalent of something like a five axis CNC, right? Because you can add things basically in any shape you want. It'll just build it up, and you have the lattices, and you've got, you're building out the structure. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you were removing material, the blade or the bit would have to get in and rotate around, or you'd have a rotary right. head or whatever. So it yeah. opens up more possibilities. So if you wanted to make a complex, electronics case or if you want to make a complex latching mechanism or whatever the case may be you can do that it would take 10 hours to print but then you've got a prototype for something that you would injection mold later on so it's really about exactly. iterating you ideas you can even send yeah. it out too right i mean if you wanted it made out of metal or something and have it machine yeah, yeah yeah but you can 3d yeah, print yeah. Well, in metal like it's just sintering right um yeah there are 3d printers uh, you can't I don't think you can on mine, of course. No, 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 like, no. but it's different. Yeah. 3D printing with yeah. metal is, is sintered metal, and it's done basically by, um, it's just powdered metal, and then a laser will harden the metal yeah. one layer at a time. And then there's like yeah, a little like a mesh welder. grill yeah. that brings up, or that removes the metal one layer at a time, mm -hmm. and then it's lasered. It's totally different tech. Yeah. This is like a, sometimes it's either a regular head, or it's a delta head, and it just sort of squirts out 
the plastic one layer at a time. Tim, have yeah. you found anything, anybody that uses um, any kind of filaments that are made from reclaimed materials? There are, there are some out there. Um, I haven't gone shopping for them yet. Uh, Maker made said they were going to send me one um, to experiment with. I just haven't looked because I have like three rolls of this, this PLA. So I'm just playing with that right now. I got plenty to keep me busy, you know, before I yeah. go jumping into colors and stuff. But speaking of plastic, here's the other, the other uh, great score I had, and maybe this will be the tip segment. Uh, at the end, but I've said this before about meeting people that are in you know industry like around you, like going in and making friends with people, mm-hmm. right? So I have that sign company like, like literally a mile down the road from my house, not my shop, um, that I've gone to before where I've gotten pieces of um, signs like sign misprints and stuff, and it's like a Luma board, um, and so it's got uh, plastic core with aluminum on either side, and I use oh, it a lot in my guitar awesome for, for pick cards and stuff. Yeah, I just it, so it's got signage on it. You just sand it off, and the, like you, the one side's still clean. It still has a protective layer on it, and the other side has some printing on it. So you just sand the printing off. So now you have aluminum on one side. The other side's usually white, um, and it's protected. And so you can see and see this stuff all day. It doesn't go in the laser because of the aluminum. My laser can't cut it, but but you can see and see this stuff until the cows come home, and it's great. And then some other like plastic and stuff. Like they they give me their cutoffs. So he calls me on Friday, and um, and he's like, hey, he's like, you know, we're we're moving locations where. We're going, you know, we're gonna, we're building a shop at, at on our home estate, so we're not pay. They don't want to pay for this, you know, building anymore, and they they're just building a barn on their property, and and um, they're like, so we're like throwing away a lot of stuff, like come and get it. So I so I went in today, and this is like my first trip, and so I've got, I think about twenty five pieces, of like two foot by three foot pieces of this Aluma board, like about twenty five pieces of it, Sick. um, with printing on it, and then I got some acrylic, a little bit of acrylic, but so get this. They had, like, they had some white, like, quarter-inch acrylic. I was like, oh, I use that stuff all the time. And, and the, the one guy was like, he's like, no, I'll, I'll use that. That's good. But he's like, but I have all this. And he starts pointing me to all these, they're eight, four-by-eights of acrylic. But there's, like, about, you know, two-and-a-half feet missing in some, like, weird curve shape or something. Or one of them will be, like, a four-foot-by-five-and-a-half-foot piece. There are all these, like, colors, and, and there's, like, layers of stuff in between them, like paper and stuff. It's all this real high-end stuff that they use that, for some install that did some work for a designer had very expensive taste and he said that these sheets cost like four grand a pot get out of to here to get these sheets made yeah because they're they're made custom in england and i had gotten some of this stuff before one of them was identical it's still there i didn't take that one yet but i think i'm getting it um when i raided Duresta's shop when he moved out he had all these acrylic cutoffs and he's talked about it before where they were from um a buddy of his that that did all this real high-end stuff and they made like acrylic with linen inside it and brass inside it and stuff wow. so i've got out of my truck in the rain right now i have like like street value like 10 grand worth of acrylic sitting back there maybe more like it's insane i'll, I'll do With it more on than the truck it's crazy truck. oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's like what, 10 what trucks sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just like all these because they're all just these big odd cut shaped pieces but i mean they're you know what's the thickness on most of it i haven't measured it yet most of it looks like it's a little less than a quarter inch uh maybe three sixteenths um you know so I mean it's like it's all laser fodder. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so now that's that's next up on my list is like okay, what kind of products can I create? You know, cuz out of this out of this stuff. Like sure. I mean hmm. in the laser it's well, I mean it's just pr- it's like printing money. You should do you what know? Bill said, just make a lot of picks. Well, it's a little thick for that, I think. Yeah, that's a lot, a, of, yeah, that's a lot the, of thick for that's that. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Okay. Any, so yeah, and they're like, you're working that on was or? just what was on top of the pile. He's like, we're gonna keep calling you because we're we're moving out. We're gonna be doing it on the weekends. We're gonna keep calling you. He's like, our weekends cool. I'm like, weekends are fine. If you're throwing away four thousand dollars sheets of acrylic, 
I'll come on a Sunday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's next for me. My next. Well, I'm look, be look at, look at what stuff. all you came up with for hollow core doors. I'm sure the new uh, the new acrylic palette is going to be awesome. No, no, I yeah, think so I think uh, potatoes are the new palette. Potatoes. You didn't see oh, what Pat Lap was doing Pat, on the Pat Lap on the. You know that oh. was that was my idea. I was asking. Here him we go. He was, <laughs> not the potato, but I was asking him when we were messing around. I was like, "Hey, could you shoot those?" Those uh, the curls into your mouth. He's like, oh, of course, I could shoot them in the right mouth. Two right weeks quick. later, he's yeah. peeling a potato. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's really clever. I was just like, meant like I thought it'd be funny if you're shooting well, wood into his mouth. If, you know? if he was smart, he would have done an apple because it tastes better. Yeah, than a raw potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed he blanched them first, but maybe he didn't. It's a good way he to get blanch apples too. Yeah, but you wouldn't need to. I would no, think a raw potato wouldn't be like it would be unsanitary. I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I used to eat raw potatoes as a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wasn't unsanitary about yeah, raw potatoes. Wash them down oh. with some lead chips. Um, paint chips, I mean. Um, here we go. It was the style. Yeah, it was the style at the time. More asbestos. More asbestos. Um, why don't we move on to asking me what I'm working on? How about that? Oh hey Phil, Phil, what are you working yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good call. Um, actually, my uh, my arcade machine is still stalled in the garage. I haven't had a chance to work on it, but I did want to ask you, fine gentlemen, a question. So, since I've moved into the house, um, I've blown two thermostats in the garage, and it's a two twenty, which is really it's two one tens ganged in there, and the baseboards run off of that, and there's two baseboards. They run the length of either side of the garage. And for whatever reason, at one point, they just they don't have a cutoff. They'll just they're just always on. So it's full heat all the time. There's no cutoff no matter what you set the temperature to. And that happened with the original thermostat that the house came with. And then about a year and I've had the house for seven years, and a year ago I replaced that, and then it happened again. And now I've bought another one and I'm gonna install it because it's like really cold. I don't know whatever the Fahrenheit version of minus 12 is, but it's freaking cold. What, what kind of thermostat? Is it digital? No. Yeah, I got it's one for baseboards. Thermostat? It's a mechanical, like good okay. for like 6,000 watts. It says four baseboards on it, and it's uh, it's the same model I got before. It's a Honeywell. It's not like some okay. whatever. No, no, that's good. Where'd that's you buy it? The box store? I got it. Well, I got a Canadian tire. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It's a Honeywell. It's not like... I know, well, but just honestly, when you find name brand things at discount stores, it's because it's not a discount store. You're thinking of it like it's Harbor Freight. It's not. It's it's Canadian Tire is a good store in Canada. It's just they also do things on sale for the tools, but it's not. It's not. Um, bad I I don't know. That's weird. Maybe you just got a bad one. You think so? Well, there's there's, mechan- there's two things. Go ahead. Yeah. There's two things going on here. One is that the same product, same SKU number at the box store is different than at the plumbing supply store. Like any plumber will tell you that. Like yeah. they don't, it's, it's, they make it out of inferior materials. They put it in the same box and they put the same SKU number. And I've seen experiences, I've had experiences in my life where I believe that to be true and not just conspiracy I, theory. Okay. Me, me um, as well. And the second thing is that that's the way things are manufactured now, right? I mean, like, you know, my mechanic buddy. Yeah. My mechanic buddy talks about that, how like you order parts, like brake pads or brakes for a car. Mm-hmm. They'll go through three or four parts and they'll all be warrantied and they'll get new ones because it's like easier for the business to, instead of like 
testing and making good stuff, they just roll the dice with products now. They throw them out there and say, no, you buy another one, you, you return it. They'd rather just lose that return money when you buy the three of them at effective before the fourth my, one works. My landlord's, my landlord's replaced the water heater in my house uh, two years before I moved in. Two years after I moved in, the water heater went out. Um, two years later, I replaced another water heater at the house. So, I mean, it's just... Really? Wow. Yeah. So there's nothing like like you're like oh it's because I don't think there's anything wrong. Okay. No, I think no. it's just crap. It's, it's just you just you're gonna keep buying them until you get one that lasts for a while. Okay. I think I I would maybe Gib, hello Gib. Yeah. Uh, but no, I would I would say that if as long as the heaters aren't, I can't think of what they would be doing wrong to cause the thermostat to go that wouldn't cause them mm. to just stop working altogether. Not just the thermostat. Right. I can't see how that would. If affect. they were draw, if they were drawing too much current right. or something like that, they would blow a fuse. Right. Or a breaker. I guess they're breakers now. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing just, just try it again. If it happens again, then you might want to have somebody come out and look at it. But I, I think just because you replaced the thermostat a couple years ago, yeah. last year, yeah. Uh, it yeah. happens. Stuff happens. Mark down the time. <clears throat> 47 55, Timmy. I got to edit this one. Uh, uh, anyways, that's. Oh, I hate it when I have to edit. Bill said. At forty-seven fifty. It's funny because I, I paid because we were talking about it, like Canadian Tire being a discount store. I just checked. Uh, I paid fourteen ninety-nine for it at Canadian Tire. I looked up the exact same thermostat at Home Depot, the Canadian Home Depot, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm upset. Wait, how, how much was yours? Fifteen. This is ten. All right, now look it up at like uh, what's the high end like heating supply place in town? Well, it wouldn't be high end. Just look up an actual like an electrical. Or just supply. a regular one, one that's not a box store. You know? I don't know. Who buys just, stuff at something just, like that? I don't know. You need people that want it to last. That's who. I need. I need to go buy something away from Home Depot for a thermostat for baseboards. It seems a little nuts. Well, again, I, I agree with Tim. It's been my experience. You can buy something that says Honeywell on it for the big box store, and it's going to be cheaper than you would, a contractor would go to an electrical supply store, and he would, or an electrician would go to an electrical or whoever. Think about this, Phil. Can't even think if you go, I, and I, I go to the, the Home Depot and the box store. I go almost every day for crying out loud, like you know, for screws and stuff. And right. but think about this: if you need to buy, if you need to make a panel, like or say you got to make a cabinet door for someone, you can go buy maple at the box store. But if you're going to make it for a customer, you're probably going to go to a lumber yard, right? It's, they're both maple. Yeah. It's not gonna inferior, have better... though, at Home Depot. It's just way more expensive. It, it kind of is, though. It is inferior. Because if, if you were getting the same wood that you would get at the lumber yard, they would charge more money for it. Well, at the lumber yard, if you're gonna if you want to make a three quarter inch thick door, you're gonna buy a four quarter piece, and you're gonna and you're gonna plane it down and get an actual three quarter piece. It, when you go to you buy it at Home Depot, it's got wax on it, and it's like, and it's like three quarter inch, but it might be warped already. And then it, you know, there's like you, you check. All right, and it's all right, like I'll take your point. Fine, inch. let's move on. I agree with you. Yeah. You're you're both. You're building a house. Were you, you're both. You're gonna buy a two by fours at Home Depot to build a, your house? No, you're gonna build your fence or you know your shed with the two by fours from Home Depot, but not the whole house. Right. Okay. And and when your contractor comes over to deliver and it's from a Home Depot truck, that's when you might want to rethink the contractor. Yep. Okay. Okay, you you you, right. you gentlemen have given me a lot to think about tonight. Oh, our job here is done. Have Thank you been you. like starting a new have podcast? We, have you been maybe? knocked what? out? Have, do you feel KO'd by any chance? TKO'd. TKO'd? Is it okay. TKO for for the beginning, uh, do we even have to do a podcast? Still, are we done? <laughs> <What time is it? laughs> Honestly, uh, we need like another twenty minutes. So, which is oh, good because that. Well, because the, yeah. anyways, the topic is terrific. But um, 
leading into oh that's funny that's oh, that is what we, you know that's what we should have called it we should have called it TKO anyways um, I can't remember what we said too late too late no no yeah okay all right this week's topic is TKO um, which is Done. a boxing term in case any of you aren't familiar and uh, there's two ways to get knocked out in boxing one is with a KO, which is a knockout, like you literally are knocked out and you fall down. And the other one is TKO, which is a technical knockout, which means that you lose by points. And in boxing, you get a point for making contact with the boxer. No, that's not actually accurate. A TKO is is when you lose. Sorry, um, it's it's when you lose because you're just senseless. You're you're not able to protect. You're not. You're still conscious, but you're not able to protect yourself. You're not. You know. It's like. Right, and then a victory is when you the points is out of right. the TKO is when you're kind of stumbling, and the ref is like, "This guy's this guy's yeah, had his the belt standing eight count." It's like, "Stand up, show yeah. me your hands. Can you see right. my finger?" And the guy's like, "You know, he's trying to." I think Mike Tyson trying to put his mouthpiece back in his mouth, and it was famously just hanging out one side. TKO. Okay, you're sen- you're knocked senseless. You're knocked for a loop. There's a term. Threw well, you that's for good a loop. because that's exactly what we're talking about. Except not in boxing, uh, but simply. I guess in life, maybe in your maker career, in uh, uh, you know, maybe your job, maybe whatever the case may be is, like, how do you handle not a small setback? Because we've talked about that on a project base. We've talked about small setbacks where you're like, oh, that didn't work. What do I do? How do I recover from that? Which is something that's just routine. We always, in every project we do, there's always going to be a challenge or hurdles that you have to overcome with some kind of a technical fix or maybe a reevaluation of how the product of the project is going and how to move forward from there. I'm talking about now like a major, major setback. Like you lost your job or this commission went horribly sour and the customer's really unhappy um, and you know you're out a couple thousand dollars and that really is a big deal on your monthly. Um, you know, how do we how do we recover from those kinds of huge setbacks, those kinds of knockouts, you know, when you're when you're knocked out on your butt. Uh, and, and you've got to move forward and you've got to gather your courage. What is that? And, you know, have you guys experienced that? Both literally, I mean you, Tim and Bill, and you guys at home, because we definitely want to hear from you. You know, how have you bounced back from those monstrous right hooks that life has sometimes given us? Well, I, I can tell you how it's happened to me. Uh, it's happened to me as far as losing a job goes and how I used my maker experience um, to just get right back up you know i got laid off from my last job before the one i have now it was at a non-profit pet hospital i started noticing doctors getting laid off and support staff getting laid off and when that happens maintenance is not gonna make it right because maintenance doesn't make money it only spends it uh so i got laid off and immediately i started networking and um got a few people that needed their deck fixed in the backyard some people want a new fence put up so i mean i started lining up all these side jobs uh, for making and, and did a lot of uh, skilled labor type work and then all of a sudden they, that word of mouth starts going then I got then I'm turning down work as I'm looking for a new job uh, because I just didn't have the time and I got people paying me 30 40 bucks an hour because they're they're and knowing who I am and wanting to support me and so but it does take you um, take that moment to shake off the cobwebs you know that standing eight count you need to do it um, but then once you once your head clears you got to get back in the game. You know, you got you got to use it. And being a maker for anybody should be able to give you a leg up, because um, being able to do things physically for other people to make something, to create something. Um, I don't care if you're a banker. I don't care if you're a, a salesperson. Whatever. If you got those skills, use them. You'd be surprised at how many people don't have those skills and would like to hire you for it. Mm-hmm. 
That's mm. 100% true. But I'd like to highlight something very specific that you said that you did, which was network. I yeah, think it's absolutely. super important to use your network. You know, we talk about social networks and LinkedIn and all that stuff. But guess what? We all have our own uh, personal networks, right? Of people that we know who have, you know, those circles. Like in high school, you traveled in a circle of friends, sometimes multiple circles of friends, and they orbit other groups. And that's true as adults as well. And so, you know, you get the word out to Jane, Jane talks to John, John talks to Tim, Tim talks to Frank, and all of a sudden, you know, actually, I really could use a head of maintenance for, you know, my facility, and uh, I'm gonna call Tim because he's, you know, probably good at that. Not Bill, he's weird, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know so. And, and don't let the ego get in the way either because I, I, that, that part of networking, a lot of people, they're afraid because when you think you're gonna reach out for help when you're, when you're down, it's like you're not asking for money. You're saying, call up your buddies and say, hey, if anybody needs some repair work done in their backyard or, or I mean, I ended, I was doing, I, I repaired a, a three-step uh, a three step stairway in somebody's basement. It's just from the, the kitchen door down three steps. The thing was wobbly for 100 years. You know, I was able to do that in the, in the morning and go by and work on a fence in the afternoon. And it was, everything was by networking, telling everybody I knew and everybody I knew who knew somebody I knew that look, I'm I'm doing side work now. What do you need done? Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, networking exactly it. And this is to me, it was before social media. So it was before I even before I joined Facebook. So you know what I think is a big um, challenge with regard to to networking like that because you were smart. You know, like you 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 got back in the game and you just started loudly uh, talking about what you can do for other people. Right. So I think a lot of people feel shame. And, yeah. and that's wrong, right? You shouldn't feel shame for reaching out and just offering your services. You're not, they're not doing you a favor, right? They needed no. those stairs fixed. They needed that fence built. They needed everything that you offer them. You're just offering those services. And I think a lot of the times that I'm guilty of myself, of you feel that... ashamed that you have to ask for help. But yep. why are we social creatures in the first place? Again, you're not asking for help, and that's why I say you're I not asking you're, for a handout. You are asking for help. You're not asking for well, a you, handout. You're asking for help, but you got to remember it's not really because you're you're offering something. You you have a specific skill set that most people don't have. A lot of people might be a little bit handy around the house, but most folks aren't. Whether it's changing out a light socket in the kitchen, uh, I mean, all these little things that we kind of take for granted as makers, most folks don't have those skills. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That's just not their thing. But you can utilize that. And I'll say, don't feel like it's th that shame, that, that your pride, your ego, everything, oh, I'll just do it on my own. Don't be afraid. To, you have something of value. You're, you're offering to trade something of value. I have these skills and offer it up, right? Because they wouldn't, people wouldn't pay you just for the heck of it. I don't know of anybody when I was out of work. I was out for six months and I, I did okay, right? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was fine. It survived, but there ain't nobody. I didn't have any of my carpenter friends say, "Hey, can you come and build me a deck?" Those aren't the guys that were giving no. me deck work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It's 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 the people who are, are saying, "Hey, I need this thing done. I I can't do it." You know, I don't want to call. I don't want to you know pay the extra money. I'd rather pay you. And that's the thing is everybody's like, even if they paid me more than they could have gotten done for somebody else, it was okay because. They still got the service. Tim, Tim's, Tim said that before. It's like you want. I don't care how much my mechanic's going to charge me. I'm going to pay him for the work that he does. You know, because it's you don't want to trade or, or you don't want to give me a deal because of that. You pay this guy because he's giving you honest value. Yeah, you don't ask your friends for a discount. You get you pay your friends full price because you want That's to support right. what they do. 
Um, and exactly. And exactly. I'm okay with receiving tips, just so you know. Right. Well, here, here's a tip. Um, just kidding. <laughs> no, but you brought up another... Oh, I was going to say in the winter, right? So there's a lot of people, especially the elderly, who really need, like, a handyman. You know, light bulbs go out, hinges need fixing, doorknobs need fixing. There's all kinds of, like, handyman things that you can do that, you know, a retirement community or just elderly in general or just anybody. Like, literally, my father-in-law didn't change light bulbs. Like, he couldn't. He wouldn't know how to change out a halogen bulb. You know, you got to sort of push in the detent and then pull it out. No clue how to even remove the dome from the light fixture to be able to change that light bulb. So... You know, that's I did that. I've done that for the last twenty years for my in-laws. Yep. Uh, yeah. And you know, some people may not have a fill in their life. Uh, you know, as sad as that sounds. Um, that does sound sad, just so you know. Right. I, so, I'm I'm spoiled now. So offer yourself up as as a handyman if that's you know if that's something that you feel you could be doing. But uh, but more than more than specifically maker skills, I just meant um, be loud about the fact that you have a skill set that you are looking for work. Like, who cares about the stigma? Don't care about the shame. The only point is to put food on the table and to provide. And use your network. That's my point. Tim, you look like you're hankering to say something. No. Okay, cool. No, I, I, can't, I can't relate to any of this. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> no, but you're right. It is difficult to put yourself out there because it feels like you're, you know, like you're begging or you're eating crow or something when right. you're like, hey, you know what? I'm looking for work. But, you know, everybody's looking for work at some point in time. Like we all, <laughs> you know, and you're right. There are there are things that we can do that other people simply can't. Just like there's things other people can do that, well, maybe you guys can't do, but you know, I can do it all. Very little but, I can't do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, a, I have a, an actual relatable story right now. Um, I've been working on this acoustic guitar for Total Boat, um, and uh, it's done and it's playing, but I don't like it. I'm not happy with it. It's like it's got some things about it that, you know, it's like there's a couple little things when I was like I made it and I did the engraving and I'm like yeah it's not as much contrast as I was hoping but it'll be okay and then I do the other and it's like yeah I wish that looks a little and I do the other so then it just gets to the point where I was like you know what I can't I can't give them this guitar I'm not proud it's of it it's so, subpar. It's subpar, so I have to. So I was just, I just was on the phone and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be late and build you another one. How's that sound? <laughs> like, and so now that means that that's, you know, obviously a lot of time and uh, and you know, it's a little bit of material cost, not a lot, but it's a lot of time and it's any like, money. It's, but, um, well, yeah, I mean, it's I'm getting paid to make the guitar and now I'm not gonna get paid for longer. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm making two guitars for the price of one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it's. There's that that point where I was just like I was like I could I mean it plays fine it looks fine like you know but it's just not right right and I know I, I know it's not right and I can't let it out of my shop knowing it's not right mm-hmm. and if it were like uh, well I mean I, I don't think I let anything out of my shop knowing it's not right you know mm-hmm. but um you know if it's like if like the, you know you make a table and the underside is a big hole in it but you can't see it from the top it's like eh whatever <laughs> fill it in with epoxy and you know but yeah but this is like it's just like the angles aren't quite right the math is a little off and. And um, I just it's just not right. 
So I'm like, all right, well, I I never made one of these before, like this. I've only made one other acoustic guitar before, and I did it without doors, so it was like a totally different thing, and I was trying to do a proper, and I was like, yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have expected my very first acoustic guitar to be right. So I'm just, I should have just made two at the same time. So as I made mistakes on one, I could have just instantly made the Yeah, but you also might have screwed other. two up, too. I might have screwed two up, too. You're right. right. So, um, but that's the yeah, way Norm so Abrams built everything, right? He built the one to make sure he could do it, and then he did the real one on camera. Sure, sure, and that's like so. What I'm now the the thing that's bumming me out about this one is that the, the, one of the reasons it took me so long is because I was building it on camera the first time. Oh, so that just so I've got like a hundred gigs of film on this thing, and uh, and so I'm like trying to decide like, and this is what I came up with because that's the other part is that it's a video build, it's not just the product. So there's like these two sides, and I'm like, you know what I think I'm gonna do, and this is what I'm leaning towards right now is I don't want to run the camera again for the rebuild. Yeah, it's just gonna take me too long. Yeah. I gotta just get it done. You know, I can get it done in two weeks if I don't run the camera. It takes me two months with it. You know, um, so I'm just gonna make the next one, and then just, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna basically put the video out as like a fail video, mm-hmm. just be like, this is this is, and just narrate it. This is why I hated this, and this is why I hated this, and get to the end. So here's a guitar I hated, and then pff, here's the one I like. You know, like I, everything I said I did wrong here, I corrected it and did it here right. You know, because I almost think that might be more valuable. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find like I got knocked out, and I'm trying to find some way to like stay in the ring with this. Right. It's like the the epitome of a TKO too. It's like you know you just kinda, right. You got I, I didn't got... it didn't break in my hands. I didn't right, right, you know right. I didn't lose. It just technically. It sucks. <laughs> it threw you for a loop. Yeah. Let me yep. ask you this. This just, is a little off topic. You have you done you've done fail videos before, right? Oh sure. How do they do? Um. Well, I, they're not. I mean, I've done videos that. Uh, do you they, do they you don't pitch them as fail videos? I did one as a joke where I I turned a coffee table into a pallet or a dining table into a pallet. I think, I I've, a I've noticed that you've shown mistakes in your videos. Yeah. I don't think you've really pitched uh, failed I videos. Think, I'm curious yeah, to I don't see think how I don't th- a, like a specifically focused and sold fail video does. I feel like it would do well. You know, as long as you I give think, it like. Actually, you know what? Let me ask you this: Did you recently see the uh, the Steve Ramsey video about YouTube and and? Uh, and why he's taken a step back and all of the the observations he's made about, you know, sort of how it works. on It was actually a brilliant video that he just did. Like, really revealing. I, did, I didn't see it. Yeah. Honestly, everybody should watch this. If you're a content creator or not, take a look yeah. at this. Because this was an honest look at the lifespan of a YouTube maker or really any sure. content creator. And uh, and it was just really interesting to get it from him. Like we call Jimmy DeResta the Godfather, but Steve's been on uh, Steve's been on YouTube for like I don't know more well, than a decade. Yeah. So well, if Jimmy if Jimmy's the Godfather, he's God. Yeah, you know. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's blasphemous, but well, uh, he's, cer- he's certainly one of the OG. That's yeah, let's call him OG. You know, and uh, so yeah. that was really interesting to see. Anyways, he he points at the fact that like now you, there's so many tropes about creating a video like you need the if it's a fail video you got to have like the thumbnail of you going uh oh you know like that kind of right. thing and like oh, the big loud uh banner of like fail you know what i mean so i'm curious to see yeah. how if you like see i won't i won't do that if i if i do it i'll i mean I, almost all of my videos are a fail video in some aspect because there's always something that i'm not happy with on every project and <laughs> i know I, but and you're I not point marketing it, it that part. way right you're you're showing I, some mistakes but or whatever the case may be, if, but this is like if you purposefully marketed it as a quote right, I, fail video. I, I won't. Like I, 
I experimented a little bit with that with doing those types of thumbnails or trying to do those types yeah. of thumbnails, and I just it doesn't feel genuine. I yeah, well, even though not. I am making, yeah, no, it's not. And even though I am making money off of YouTube now, I mean, not not paying the bills, but I'm making some money off some YouTube bills. sponsor content and stuff, paying some of the bills. Yeah, um, I just I I don't want to I don't want to be a quote YouTuber. I just I'm not gonna. I don't want to start calling people out and like doing that, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to put my name in capital letters, and I'm not going to do the the, 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 the graphics with the colors and the pulling. The, I do a little bit of that. I just you know I, I try to put a decent photo that shows the project. I don't put a big my mug making some surprise face or smiling face or mean face. I don't do any of that. I'm just not going to. Hmm. It's just not me, you know. Hmm. And you know like look at this but guy I'm with trying his dignity. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to do something different too. Like I mean, the relationships that I'm developing, I'm developing them, developing them in person, you know, to bring to the internet. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not going to start selling mattresses. I'm just like, I'm, I'll do what I'm doing. I'll do it with people that I like and companies I believe in. But I'm just not going to sell mattresses and make fail videos to sell mattresses. You know, so everybody's got to yeah, sleep. You, you know what? Everybody's got to sleep, Tim. <laughs> yeah, they do, and they can figure out what bed to sleep on by listening to all the other podcasts and video content. Down. Anyways, so. again, I'd like to reiterate. Anyways, so I wanted to tell you about this great opportunity. He makes we fun have. of what you just said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I'm, the he's, he's great at it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's great at it too. Um. Yeah. So where are we time wise? Well, screwed up. Oh, time. look at that. Um. Okay. Great video. Bounce back. Reach out to us if you have any personal stories. I think we all love to hear them and how you sort of overcame that adversity. Um. Obviously, this is sort of a. a a personal, a personal topic, and uh, you know I'm not going to talk specifically or or mention any particulars, but obviously uh, this this rings true for me right now in my life. So I was just, uh, I guess, looking for a little, um, I don't know, validation, I suppose. But uh, let I think me, we've let all me been try. there. Let me, let I me sang Chumbawamba to you in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, somehow that, that didn't wasn't help. enough. That's weird. Let me point out one real quick tip too. Supposedly, uh, for this kind of a situation, um, don't just like you would reach out to this maker community uh, for ideas to make something for a craft fair or on how to make a specific you know uh, box join or whatever. Don't be afraid to reach out to the maker community. They might not be able to hire you, so so to speak, but it might be like, hey, what can I do? You know, I'm I'm looking for some extra cash or whatever. Anybody got any ideas? Mm -hmm. And that's that's an excellent starter. Uh, Real quick story, I was roofing with my brother. Summertime is great work. Wintertime things slow down, so we would go to the snow. We go up to where the resorts are and stuff, and we would shovel the snow off of people's driveways and their roofs uh, in the wintertime. Right, mm -hmm. just a quick way to make cash. But I mean, that's the handyman thing ideas. too. Rich people need stuff fixed. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's don't be afraid to reach out to the community. Hey, any anybody got an idea? I live in this area in this kind of climate. You know, what's something I can do to go out and hustle? Right. So. Yeah. 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 Okay, feel good moment. Uh, iTunes review review. All right, you guys do the American ones. I'll do the one from Azerbaijan. Okay, so I'll do. I'll go first. We have. Uh, <laughs> I haven't looked at them yet. Uh, okay, so this is from November fourteenth uh, by two v three, and it is uh, five stars. All guitar, all the time. <laughs> uh, oh, it's from Gangi and Pop Pop. Uh, the, the fun-filled romp when fully staffed by the three amigos who keep us riveted with their zany antics each week. 
falters ever so slightly with a two-person podcast. This is obviously the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whatever. Without, without the Canada... I know, it was our best podcast ever. What do they know? Uh, without the Canada guy, it just devolves into guitar, guitar, guitar. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. The two-man show, while still on merit, just ain't quite the same. Your admirers, Gangy and Papa. Thanks, guys. Was this, re- <laughs> was this review helpful? Yes, no, report a concern. I'm going to click no. I'm going I'm to report a concern because it was very yeah. helpful. <laughs> Sure. So Tim left me the 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 other five star review, which is from our buddy Brian. Um, oh, you got the long one, huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, let's see, um, gentlemen. It gives me great honor to announce a new word for Bill's made up vocabulary: the filutsue. Used in a sentence, the customer requested I make this furniture using feng shui. I thought he said filutsue, so I made him a hollow cord door whiskey box guitar. Bill, Bill and Tim, I speak on behalf of the thousands that listen to this podcast. Thank you for all that you do. Also, I wanted to share that we are entering season three of the very best maker series on YouTube called The Rest of Us. The Rest of Us is a Jimmy DeResta ice pack passed from maker to maker, and a YouTube video is created showing your ideas for the ice pick. The YouTube series was invented by Wooden Creations, aka Brian, Wooden Creations, and then gets passed to Bill Lutz, aka me. And then Tim Sway, a.k.a. the other guy. Uh, The ice pick has now circled the world multiple times. The ice pick has traveled from the United States to Spain to Portugal to Australia to Hungary and now is currently in Germany. If you don't know what I'm talking about, drop the chalupa and search the rest of us on YouTube or go to woodencreations.com to find a link to the entire series of videos in order to binge watch them all today. XOXOXO. Thanks, Brian. Wooden Creations. Use the coupon code WOODENCREATIONS15 for 15% off your next mattress purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we really got to Thanks, Brian. The, Brian the, the timing on this one. was perfect, Brian, for just as I'm I'm saying, sway don't steal for no one except for the rest of us on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Is it already season three? Wow. I know. That's impressive. I know. Yeah. It feels like that was only, a couple years ago like that it was in my yesteryear. shop. yesteryear, yeah. 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 Um, okay, cool. so this one's from Azerbaijan, and uh, I guess John made it all the way over there. Um, and the title is, Instead of one phone call, I asked for one iTunes review. Long story short, I took advice from part-time podcaster, and now I need bail money. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. Uh, this one is from a legitimate international person, Max9843. The title is, The Five-Pointed Palette Wood Star of Podcasts. A Canadian who reminds me of me, a Lutz, a.k.a. salon stylist, who I aspire to be like, and a musician with a kink for guitars. Fun drinking game. Take a sip every time someone mentions pallets or guitars, and you're guaranteed a hangover the next day. (laughs) These gents always provide the aural satisfaction that my maker mind deserves. Five stars all day long. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Uh, Well, it's Max. So, well, it could be Maxine. I don't know. That's right. Probably a dude, though. Um, Weekly tip segment. Tim, I feel like you were talking about something before. Um, I was going to say, to sort of recap my story from the beginning about scoring all this free acrylic and other stuff, is that go out in your... And kind of like we were talking about, even with the topic about, like, you know, reaching out to people that are outside of your world. Uh, This is not, you know, to looking for work. In this case, it's looking for materials that, like... 
uh, you know, they always say one man's trash, obviously, but like there's all these other industries that their their waste is like a gold mine to people like us, and they it, it can be a potentially constant stream, mm-hmm. you know, of of supply. Um, like this this just happened to be a, a landslide for me because they're moving, but I was just thinking of them as I finished up my coaster video. I used some of that aluminum board, and it was kind of like my last piece of aluminum board I had. And so I was just thinking of the guy a couple of days prior to him calling me. I was like, I need to go there and. And uh, and see if they have any more misprints or any cutoffs that I can I can grab. And I was gonna go pop in, and then they called me and said that they were you know this opportunity came up. But I would have never have known about these people and gotten all this stuff if I didn't just show up one day, and uh, and and introduce myself. And I th- I forget what my what my excuse was for going in, but oh they had a pallet out front, and so I w- that was my excuse for going in. I knew there was a sign shop because I drove by it all the time. So I went in. I like I was like, hey, do you mind if I grab that pallet? And like, oh yeah, no, that's why it's there. Go ahead. I'm like, oh hey, my name's Tim. I make stuff. You know, next thing you know, like right. I've got this like like this the source. So do that. Go. You know, I mean, all these other. If you're like, there's that industrial part of town where all the stuff gets made. Like there's people throwing away stuff that you want. Like right now. There's, yeah. I mean, same is true of cabinet shops and I mean all these things. Mm. The trick is to just. Don't be ashamed. Just go in there, make friends, network. Yeah. You know? Just like our topic. I mean, just suck it up. Go in there. Get over that. Like, because that's awkward and nervous, sure. you know, to go in. To, like, some, you know, especially you don't know what you're going to see. And, you know, there's a good chance that the guy's just going to be a jerk and tell you, get out of there, you freeloader. And, and you know, some people are That'll like never that, happen. Ever. These guys, they have to rare. cart out this wastage constantly. Yeah. I yeah. used to and uh, the, work and in they, a building, which was an industrial building, and in the basement was a cabinet shop. And all day long, they were carting out to the dumpster wastage. And this was before I was, I'm holding up air quotes right now, a maker. But I noticed it. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could use anything from in there. But I never bothered to do it. And only after I left that company did I realize, man, that could have been a huge, huge resource. Yeah. And it's, it's like they, they pay for it twice. They pay to buy it and they pay to throw it away. Yeah. If you can alleviate some of that for them. They love you. They want you to take, please yeah. take it. Yeah, it's it's very much like sharing our podcast with people who haven't listened to it yet. It's scary. It's awkward at first. You're a little bit afraid, but don't be afraid. Just do it. Just go out there and do it. You'll be surprised at how amazing you'll feel afterwards. This Everybody. is why this is why we asked Bill to be on the podcast. <laughs> this is literally the reason. Oh, I'm so proud of you right now. Okay. Um. As far as for the what we're into, I have I have nothing. I apologize. I've just been in my own head. I have nothing to share. I've I've got something. This is kind of weird. It's almost it's not embarrassing. I'm gonna own this, darn it. Um, you guys mentioned somewhere. Oh, did you see Pat Lapsman? No, I am. I just I I had Steve Ramsey. No, you know what caught my attention? I binge watched today. Bob Ross. Bob Ross has a Utah uh, YouTube channel, and I was uh, babysitting some contractors sitting in my truck in the middle of the runway, and just like, I'll be doggone Bob Ross. And then I was like, I wanted to paint. I swear, every time I'm like, yeah. I can do this. I need to start painting. Sure, you anyway. could. And, and it's it's totally relaxing. If you if you want something that's just going to be background filler, that will, like it's like listening to somebody meditating, listening to Bob Ross. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. yeah, I used to in high school. I used to come home the days I didn't have to go straight to work or or whatever, and I I sit down on the couch and I turn on Bob Ross and I I'd, I'd be out like a light in fifteen minutes. I wake up and it'd be a beautiful painting. I freaking loved it. It was like some of the well, best. That's, that's hours how I want to learn how to life. paint. I want to start, fall asleep, and wake up, and there's a beautiful painting. Happy little accidents. Exactly. That's yes. what it's all about. Yeah what it's all about and Bill you've got a great eye you really could paint 
I don't yeah. know, man. That seems like a lot of uh... uh you've got a good eye for composition. I'd be very surprised to see if you couldn't put something really nice together in three to six months. Of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing it. Oh, I, yeah. I don't I don't know. Anyways. Well that's well, that's that's the talent is the desire to do it. If you don't, yeah. you don't. Yeah. I think you could too. Anyways, I take it back. You suck. Um <laughs> Our websites, ironandsoul.com, uh, which I know I have to fix. Uh, it, it's down at the moment, but I will fix it this week. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. Hit us up uh, through email, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. All three of us get that. Um, or hit us up on Twitter, at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. You can just head on over to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and there is a convenient link uh, that lets you uh, uh, click on it and pop open iTunes, and you can leave a five-star review, which we will read out. If it's four stars, we will not. Heads up on that. Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. There's also a link for that on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And... If I'm just being transparent with you guys, it literally is the best way to keep us on the air week in, week out, giving you that content that you just uh, were, are, are, are okay with, I guess. I'm not going to go so far to say that you love it, but it's certainly, uh, you know, what a girlfriend of mine used to say was satisfactory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, TMI, wrap it up. It's good? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never had a girlfriend. Um, (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or at least make wise choices. Good choices. I like that.